0: Hey there, welcome to Business Line Podcast and this is your host Anjana. You know that mental health is a major topic of discussion these days. While a lot of people say that therapy is a great idea, there's a small nagging issue. It can be really expensive. But hold on, there's a new concept out there and it is called affordable therapy. What is the deal with this? How can it make therapy more accessible to people? Well, I have got a special guest today who's going to tell us all about it. I'm talking to Ekta Prakash Sharma, the founder of Humanizing Lives, And Humanizing Life is all about making therapy affordable. And Ekta is here to spill the beans on this exciting concept. So pop in those earbuds and let's dive into this conversation. Listen in. Ekka, one of the aspects that people that I talk to about uh, therapy and all that, one of the concerns that they raise in the recent past have, uh, has been about uh, how expensive they find therapy is. So how do you feel about the rate of therapy in India?
1: So I think, you know, the rate of therapy also constantly depends on the factors like location, therapist qualification, and uh, what... and. To be very frank, what kind of clinic you're going, you know, how fancy it is, how normal it is. So there are too many factors involved in the pricing. Mm. And uh, there are therapists, you know, who invested that much money in their qualification, going abroad, taking mm. licensing. And also, you know, the supervisions are extremely expensive for therapists, to be very frank. Okay. Uh, because uh, just giving therapy is not what they're doing. Uh, mm. Once they given the therapy, they're also prepping up themselves, mm. themselves mm. up. And uh, when they take their therapy, when they, they take their supervision, so that they can be a better therapist and serve clients better in the therapy mm-hmm. room, it has certain cost attached to it, very frankly. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, you know,
1: so yeah, it all depends therapist to therapist, how much they are investing on themselves, mm-hmm. so that they're able to give right kind of therapy. Also, the qualification, mm-hmm. of course, the geographical location. I mean, I'm sure Delhi, Bombay, the cost of therapy is different. Mm-hmm. If you go to class two, it's different. So it all depends from location to qualification to how much the therapists are investing on themselves.
0: Uh, that's very interesting. But this is something that I have, I have to talk to you about. So I had to uh, do a kind of research for this particular podcast and a couple of stories that I've done on mental health recently. So when I reached out to a kind of an influencer kind of a person on Instagram, so she uh, she has been practicing only for the past two years and she has done clinical psychology, MSc clinical psychology and has completed MPhil as well. So when I was talking to her and I was asking her, she has two years of experience and she's an Instagram influencer and Mm -hmm. she's charging 2000 rupees per session. So yeah. she has not given a kind of an explanation on the lines of why is this kind of charge uh, is you know assigned for herself or what is the reason behind such a uh, high charge? I,
1: I don't know, but I just want to add a little humor here. It's maybe yeah. not the therapy it's the influencer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the part I was actually wondering about because there are a lot of conversations. What we say is like though social media is on the rise and all that. We see a lot of uh, such uh, online consultations or online, you know, therapists coming out and being uh, influencer and that brand in itself is becoming a lot. And when we ask, what is your experience? They may not have much experience, but they charge quite a lot. So it is a trend that we all need to be a little aware of or worried about.
1: Of course, of course, we really, really need to be worried about. I mean, with all due respect, she's a therapist. Mm -hmm. She has rights to charge, but then Mm -hmm. at least there are influencers and there are celebrities. Mm -hmm. There are models. Everybody's talking about the mental health. I mean, it's really good that you're talking about mental health. You should talk about it. But Mm -hmm. then you should refrain yourself from making any statement when it's clinical in nature. Okay. So talk about the awareness, but do not do a diagnosis on your story or on your Instagram feed. It's online difference in diagnosis and awareness and advocacy.
0: So what was the concept of uh, affordable therapy? And what was your journey like to get into something like affordable therapy and making it you know, beneficial for the public?
1: you know i think affordable therapy is very essential uh, mm. if you see the diverse economic background this india has so mm. I, I mean we have a population mm. who can't afford food forget therapy okay so i think affordable therapy uh, is very necessary and uh, mm. it should be there because as you know this time theme was also that mental health is a human right yeah Yeah, of course. But I feel also feel there has to be certain intent. Why I started humanizing was actually there was no business plan. There Mm -hmm. was no strategy. And uh, I still don't have any, it was just pure intent. It was lockdown, and uh, I was home. And I was getting calls from friends, colleagues, so many people around and they were like, Oh God, everybody's in crisis. Everybody's having medicines, rations Mm -hmm. being given by the government. But then there is no mental health support. Okay. And of course, considering the time it was locked down, there was layoff, unemployment, people were worried about their own food and shelter. So I thought mm-hmm. it's the time that we really need to step into pro bono psychotherapy, at okay. least in the lockdown. And that's when it started, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was two years we've done pro bono psychotherapy from our organization, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely free. Okay. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So that is another angle I think we all will have to talk about when it comes to mental health and its awareness. So do you think uh, COVID-19 has been a key reason for an increase in people uh, seeking therapy or getting aware about the concept of uh, mental health?
1: Indeed, indeed. COVID-19 has been a significant reason for increased in the demand of therapy. I think uh, COVID-19 really, really made people realize, you know, that mm-hmm. there are internal conflicts mm-hmm. within them, which they really need to address. And if they don't, it's going to be a health hazard. Mm-hmm. And uh, mental health, I think during the pandemic, uh, besides COVID-19, mental health was another pandemic, which was invisible. Mm-hmm. And uh, it brought about various stressors, including health concern, job, social loss, isolation, violence, so many traumas. And it was one challenging year. And COVID-19 indeed was very significant time, you know, to get into therapy and also to acknowledge the importance of mental health.
0: Another aspect that I think, uh, when I was doing my research that I came across was, there were a set of uh, psychologists that I reached out to, and they were telling me that, You know, people are okay to pay so much for a cardiologist or someone who is an oncologist or for anyone who is a specialist, basically. So what is the problem then uh, for a common man to pay a lot of money for therapy? Is is it not okay? So what would be as someone uh, who is making it therapy as an affordable thing for the common man out there? what is what would be your argument to people who are saying hey you're okay to spend so much for other kind of uh, issues or health issues and why can't you invest in psychology or your mental health basically
1: so you know i really can't comment why they're charging and why they can't have an Mm -hmm. affordable bracket Mm -hmm. for therapy because to each its own i don't know what's their Mm -hmm. idea behind it but what I personally feel and why I started with affordable therapy program is because mental is still very stigmatized.
0: Okay.
1: You know? uh, mm-hmm. And only through affordable therapy, you can normalize therapy because I think everything boils down to finances if you see.
0: Yeah. Even,
1: yeah, even if you want to seek therapy, you might not seek therapy thinking because uh, we'll give 1200 and there are people who are also charging not just 1200 but 10,000 per session. In India, people do not understand therapy. What is mm-hmm. therapy? Mm-hmm. For a lot of them it might be like, oh, I will give you 1200 You know, just mm-hmm. to talk, I have to pay $1200. I yeah. better talk to my friend. Mm-hmm. But unless you've not been to the therapy, you will mm-hmm. not know the importance of therapy. Okay. So I think uh, more than the charges or increasing the fee or the money, I think the it all depends on the intent. I really need to destigmatize mental health and how I can do
0: it by making it affordable and approachable. So you are you produ- you know, are actually providing a sort of concept that's called affordable therapy. So there might be a lot of people that are reaching out to you. So how many hours of therapy have you provided to the public out here? Is there a kind of process that you go through while choosing your clients for your therapy?
1: So till now we have done 5000 plus therapy. Hours mm-hmm. uh, of therapy, and uh, I haven't, we haven't counted actually in the last two months, it must be more. <laughs> okay, great. Huh? Uh, yeah, and we have clients from all over Taiwan, one, two, and even Bombay, Delhi. Mm-hmm. We have clients from UK, Nigeria, Bangladesh, mm-hmm. European parts, mm-hmm. Africa, and even US. And we have a lot of them who are students, you know, studying abroad and who can't afford therapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the, there are students in UK, mm-hmm. and it is Like they can't go to NHS because it's a huge waiting list. Mm -hmm. Though they have a free therapy in NHS, but then there's a huge waiting list. So we have all sort of people. We do not filter, you know, Mm -hmm. that who we choose and who we do not choose. Because Mm -hmm. the form, we have like our confidentiality is very important with the organization. Mm -hmm. We really, really thrive on that. Mm -hmm. And all the forms go directly to the therapy team, to the Mm -hmm. therapist. Mm. and we have to see everybody whoever it is unless yeah of course it's very uh, clinical very psychosis with something cannot be handled by us because we are fully online okay. and of course then we do refer the person to the psychiatrist whoever mm. I mean mm. we help them however we can okay. so yeah there's no filtration as such because at, at the end of the day everybody wants to talk and okay. also I've seen one thing we only don't we do not only get people who are clinically disturbed or have a like a heavy depression but there are also mm-hmm. people who just want to have clear a uh, conversation want to understand themselves their own emotion feel wants to feel better you know they are uh, someone who's stuck not able to make decision they come to the therapy and they go with all smile that okay I'm able to make decision now I'm so clear I was so brain fogged now things are much better so it's also who wants to make conversation can come
0: great I also have this small doubt in between that so there is I am sure that it's not just a person who is leading this particular team. it's it, there are a lot of people for every organization there will be a lot of people that is uh, that is aligned to your uh, you know your goals and your particular motive. So how do you how do you train your employees or since like we know that this industry and you know mental health as a sector or therapy seeking is quite uh, sometimes it's on the expensive side. So uh, when it comes to that, uh, since it's a platform that is completely like promoting affordable therapy, how do you run this initiative and keep your operations going? So it is like two, two sets of questions. One is how do you train your employees and how do you run this initiative and keep the operations going?
1: So, you know, our recruitment process is such when we uh, start with the interviews, when mm-hmm. we hire therapists, the very first thing we say mm-hmm. that it's non-governmental organisation first mm. and second the intent is not commercial here it's mm. only to help and we are working towards a motive where okay. motive is affordable therapy mm. and to destigmatize the mental health mm. and so that the, we can provide mental health at larger public so okay. if you're ready and you align with our intent you're most welcome because we can't pay you so much
0: okay. frankly
1: because affordable affordable therapy how much fancy salary i can give you i can't okay. Okay. yeah and we have been very fortunate you know to have mm. only those kind of people working with us who mm. really, really align with our intent and our idea and our vision. And, uh, I think when you do something, good God also helps you somewhere and we have we have a beautiful team okay. beautiful team, and uh, we work we working however we can in that small amount mm. and, uh, we, so yeah, I think everybody is coming with a similar vision you know of making therapy accessible. So this is, and yeah, about the training, we do invest a lot on the training. And I think that's one of the reasons why our employees stick to us because the mm. kind of trainings we give them, it's very expensive. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, so we have, we've trained our therapist from California, like humanistic extension therapy.
0: Wow.
1: We do workshops to our therapist on POSCO, on legal side of mental health. We provide our therapists a lot of workshops on uh, queer affirmative therapy. We Mm -hmm. take the kind of exposure and workshops we give. I don't think so anybody's giving. And that's one reason why most of our therapists, you know, they stick to us because this is what they're getting in return. And also the intent, of course. Actually, We have one day in a week, which is Wednesday, that is purely for training and supervision.
0: Okay, okay. So for us, training is very, very important, very Mm -hmm. important important so I understand that you know you might uh, be really focused on uh, uh, employees growth and uh, how they have to be trained so the second part of the question was how do you run this initiative and keep the operations going like with so little amount that's coming in how do you keep it going do you have a particular business model that in your uh, that is there in your mind
1: no, we do not have a current lady business model, frankly, and uh, whatever comes is invested on my therapist. We don't have any other expenses to be born. Yeah. So whatever comes, it goes in a salary and thankfully, you know, mm-hmm. being in the field for 13 to 14 years in the social sector, mm-hmm. I'm blessed with relationships that I am able to arrange the workshops and trainings for them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do pay for trainings,
0: but then uh, it
1: just covers up everything.
0: I think we'll just uh, shift our focus a little bit to government initiatives and uh, how they are providing support for mental health and its enrichment. So, do you think our government initiatives are functioning properly to provide affordable therapy or proper mental health treatments to our citizens?
1: Yes, fully agree with you because government initiatives for mental health in India is like a mixed bag. You know, they put everything into it mm-hmm. and are confused now it's not reaching out to them Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there is a lot of effort needed Mm -hmm. to improve the access to mental health services there's still room for improvement.
0: Okay so you believe that there is way to go for us when it comes to government supporting mental health uh, practices or treatment?
1: Yes definitely and there also need of extensive and better funding for the mental health programs
0: whenever I talk to specialists or mental health experts or therapists uh, or even uh, people who are running hospitals, owners of uh, various initiatives, they speak about insurance. All right. So do you think that uh, we should include mental health treatments as a part of medical insurance? Maybe, do you think that is another way that through which we can destigmatize mental health issues in our society? For
1: sure, it's it going to be such a progressive step that can help make mental health services more accessible, affordable. And people would also think, mm-hmm. okay, it's hard in the let's just do it. For sure, reduce the financial burden on individuals seeking therapy because therapy is indeed expensive.
0: Okay.
1: I mean, if you're giving two thousand thousand rupees per session and where you have to come every week,
0: mm-hmm. it's going
1: to be twenty forty thousand 40,000 per month. Maybe somebody's house is running in that salary, right? Exactly, exactly. I'm seeing many countries have already moved into the direction. I think it's about time India should also benefit with these policy changes.
0: So what are your final thoughts to our listeners? The final thought to the listeners ask,
1: please, please talk, have conversation. It's very important. I don't say go to only to a therapist or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. At least go reach out to your own people, your friends, your colleagues, your family. But mm-hmm. please talk, make conversation. It's mm-hmm. very important to make conversation.
0: Thank you so much, Ekta, for joining with us today. a pleasure nice to having us. It, it was wonderful talking to you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.